The Trivia Music Show of your favorite pop stars. What's happening, everybody? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Pop Muse, the pop music trivia show of your favorite stars. And as always, we scour the internet and find less known facts about some of the big legends, names, megastars, and what I always say, some cool cats from the international and national stage to fill you in on. And let's see if you know as much as you think you know about some of these icons in music. I'm TJ Reed, and I'm here with Yoon Chi. What's going on, brother? Hey, TJ and everyone. Thanks for joining another episode of Pop Muse. <laughs> and TJ, yeah. quick question. Oh, no. It's actually going to be a bit long today, right? <laughs> right. I know that you are a vegetarian, right? Yeah. So what would you call a cow that plays musical instruments? A cow that plays musical instruments. Yeah, because you're a vegetarian, you might know broccoli or spinach. Uh-huh. <laughs> a cow might be challenging for a vegetarian, isn't it? A uh, cow that plays musical instruments. A cowbell. Uh... Mm. <laughs> mm. The answer comes in. Five. <laughs> Four. Mm, close. Uh, so a musician cow is called a musician. Oh, <laughs> I wasn't close at all, man. Yeah, but you had that animal. Yeah, right. You had a you had a name in it. Ah, uh, a musician. Unbelievable. So what's up, man? Who you got for us today? Right, I've got this singer songwriter that I really admire today. Okay, but he's I think he's really good at creating writing music, but his name is not very popular among in the Mandarin music world. Okay, because he does. Soul and R&B music. Okay, which is not very popular in the Mandarin music world. That is unfortunate, but he certainly has my attention. That's for sure. All right, so for me today, I got a very special group that I would like to introduce today. Some heavy hitters in the world of dance slash hip hop slash pop.、Mm. Um, a lot of people know who these guys are all over the world, and they're really hot, especially during、um, the high school and college years of my life. So yeah, I'm really excited to share this band with you guys, and you guys are probably already familiar with who they are. So sounds cool. Yeah, yeah. So most def, let's get with it. Let's get started. Let's go to fact number one, and this is according to the Useless Daily and Billboard. So this group starts back or dates back to 1988 when two eighth graders met and began rapping and performing together in the Los Angeles area. So these guys are American. Eighth grade. Eighth graders. That's really young. Yes, sir. I hate to throw another stereotype, but yeah, you know, a lot of people say the music genes run in the blood of black people. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I guess music does run in musicians' blood from a very young age, black or white, right? But、uh, or and Chinese apparently, right? <laughs> Thanks for remembering us. <laughs> <laughs> so this artist, or at least the lead member of this group, grew up in a housing project. And if anybody knows what the projects are like in the U.S., it's not a really good place to be. Very dangerous,、uh, riddled with crime. It's over policed, drugs. Gangs, you name it, very dangerous、Rough、place. Childhood. Yeah, so he described it as the daily beast, as being raised in the ghetto on welfare and two minutes away from being homeless. 
So having music as an outlet helped him look beyond his bleak surroundings. As I mentioned, yeah, not a good place to grow up. Yeah, that's the power of music. Yeah, always somehow the artistic, the creative works always help you to kind of bring you to another spiritual world, or just take your mind off of the your troubles and just put you into the now, into the moment. And I think that's a strategy that most of us, including myself, have trouble doing when when you know stress gets the most of you. It's sometimes hard to deplug and remove all that stuff around you. So for musicians, this is their escape. This is their way to kind of get away from all of that. So in an interview with Billboard, this lead member attributes the success of his troupe to his high school, which I thought was interesting. Uh, he okay. he uh, <laughs> he mentioned in the same interview that black people hung out by the lunch tables, the Mexicans tables. right, the Mexicans hung out by the bathroom, the white bathroom. people hung out in their cars. Okay, and the Asian people stood next to their lockers. Lockers, yes. <laughs> so four different races. Yeah, I only understood one. So white people in the cars. I I suppose that's because white people are generally rich. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you can interpret all kinds of things from that. But I'm not. What sure. are Mexicans doing in the bathroom? <laughs> I don't think it really matters where these guys are. I think, but what it what it does say is that even though we're from the United States and the United States is considered a melting pot and there's all kinds of different people and races there we're still kind of segregated in a way you know people still you know whites generally hang out with whites and blacks hang out with blacks and and you know That's Asians right. and so there is this um you know people just kind of stick to themselves in a way so but without that experience this artist says that the group wouldn't be what it is today and so he would he was one of those people that would kind of go in between the groups and I kind of identify with that personally because I had a lot of friends growing up that were Asian I had a lot of friends that were black of course and I've had a few friends that were white, and then it was just I was just kind of all over the place. I didn't stick to one group. Oh, that's what's up. So you're kind of breaking down the segregation between different races. Kind of, For me, kind me, of connecting me personally, because culture. I felt kind of connected to everyone yeah. in a way, and I didn't feel like you know, oh, this is you know, you're not the right color. I'm gonna stick with my, you know, my. Yeah, people. the world needs more people like you and I <laughs> to kind of break the boundaries and break connect the, different cultures. Yes, sir. So that's what I think this band kind of brings to the mainstream. Brings to music, so this group is actually pretty diverse. I mean, it's composed. It's got you got a black guy in it, a Filipino, a Native American, and also a Caucasian. So this is a mixture of a lot of different people. Okay, I don't hear a nation. <laughs> <laughs> Where is my brother? Well, I guess I mean Filipi okay, Filipinos yeah. are Pacific Islanders. I mean, so I mean. You know, technically, I mean, oh I yeah, that still Southeast counts. Asians, yeah, that right? still counts for Asia. Yeah, sorry, <laughs> sorry for missing that. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I think diversity is the key. I mean, being able to appeal to more people. If people can see themselves in your work, then they're going to gravitate towards your, you know, your presence and your music. So I think that's one thing that this group had beyond everyone else because they just had so much diversity. That's so right. that was one of their styles that was kind of cool. We're gonna move on to fact number two, and this is again by the Useless Daily and Last. FM. So the two that started the group, the pair, they signed to a record label called Ruthless Records. And this is a really famous hip hop record label that was run by then Easy E, which is a very famous uh, rapper slash producer during that time frame. And this was in 1992 when gangster rap was was king in the West Coast. And uh, at that time, they formed a group called the At Band Clan. And the At Band is an acronym for a tribe beyond a nation. Tribe beyond a nation. Yes. And uh, their debut album called Grassroots 
was never released due to the Ruthless Records founder Easy E. He died uh, shortly, like a oh. few a few years afterwards. That's a shame. Yeah, yeah, that was a big deal in the hip hop world. It was an AIDS related uh, death, and uh, it kind of shook up uh, the game a little bit. Um, but after he passed in 1995, that band or the At Band Clan reformed and changed their name to the Be Pods, and then to the name what it is today. And I think just to give you guys a little bit more hint on the name, all right? The lead member said that the uh, he cited the Red Hot Chili Peppers as an influence and said that he he named Chili Peppers. Yes, he he said that he named his band after a food like them. So that's just a, a kind of a clue there. So is the, so does this band still keep that name of a food to now? Yes, it does. Okay. That's right. And it's a uh, soul for the food, quote unquote. That was also an, another kind of clue for the name of. The this group and I think for a lot of fans out there they probably have already nailed who this group is already okay, just, I'm still just struggling. this clue okay, I'm, trying, I'm really <laughs> trying to uh, search to, to, to dive into my memories yeah 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 I'm sure it'll come names. out later unlike the gangster rap sounds of the LA hip hop scene at that time at this time it was a trio they performed with a live band and adopted a conscious musical and appearance style so they were just really again as I mentioned before they had a different style very diverse and uh, they were conscious it wasn't you know as uh, it w- they didn't have that gangster sound because it was huge at that time you had of course Easy e you had uh, Dr. Dre you had Snoop Dogg Ice Cube all of these guys were really you know big in the, the hip-hop world and so that was the sound of LA rap but okay. these guys were able to kind of switch it up and have a different um, they changed they were originally an alternative hip-hop group but then they changed their sound to pop and dance pop music. And I think that's where they're mostly known for is their mm. their dance sound. I mean, you, it is impossible to listen to any of their songs without <laughs> nodding your head to it. Because it's just the beat is just, it just gets into your... You Magical. Know, the, the rhythm of your heart, it just gets into your body. So yeah, but I always hear about this beef between the West Coast and the East Coast. Mm. But it's the first time that I got to know the style from the West Coast is gangster rap. Uh, at that time, that was one of the bigger genres of... Of hip hop, of course, you had other you know forms and other styles, other genre, you know, right. uh, conscious rap, but it wasn't as mainstream. Yeah, but but by that time, it was yeah, still yeah. dominating. Unfortunately, we're gonna move on to fact number three, and this is according to Biography.com. Their first major hit was the 2003 single, and unfortunately, I cannot name it because it would just blow this whole charade. But it topped the charts in 13 countries, including the UK, where it spent seven weeks at number one and went on to be Britain's biggest selling single of that year. Sounds like a single. Sounds like a song that I should know. Okay, so I'm going to elaborate a little bit more about this single, okay? So it was it's a very different style. This band, this group normally has a sound about partying and having a good time. It's got real feel-good dance kind of vibe. This single was made after uh, post-9-11, so it had this influence of all against of us. Against war, love. Against war, love, right? And love is actually part of the title. Mm. And um, obviously there was some influence of the Iraq war, and it was co-written by a singer named Justin Timberlake, okay. which was actually in that song as well. So, 
big hint. And again, this so is like a couple collaboration between this group and Justin Timberlake. Right, right. So okay. again, huge clue I just threw out there. And I think for again for fans out there, they they definitely know who I'm <laughs> referencing now. We're gonna move on to and a little bit more about this fact. In in February 2011, this this group performed at the Super Bowl halftime show. So that's kind of again, it's kind of a big deal in the U.S. being able to perform at the uh, the Super Bowl. It's like the Chinese gala in the states, something like that. Yeah, it's something that people look forward yeah. to every year during the holidays, right. and it's a big performance and it's a big honor for normally one group or one musician or yeah, sometimes more different genre by the magnitude. Yes, it's similar. Exactly, exactly. And according to a Nielsen sound scan, the this group was the second best-selling um, group or artist of all time for downloaded tracks with over 42 million sales at the end of 2011 that year. So the Super Bowl definitely helped them, but their music kind of speaks for itself. Pretty awesome. Uh, we're going to move on a little bit more. We're going to go to fact number four. And this is, again, by biography.com. Realizing that adding a female to the mix improved their potential this group first approached Nicole Scherzinger to become a member of the group. Now, I'm not sure if you're familiar with the Pussycat Dolls, but this is the lead singer of that group. You might have Very, vaguely heard about their name. Yeah, yeah. Super hot, wonderful voice. And unfortunately, she turned down this offer. Oh, that's a shame. It is a shame. But after she declined, the Duchess signed up and her mighty vocals paved the way to stardom. The so. Duchess. The, the Duchess. <laughs> so we don't we don't need to bring up the name of the Duchess? Nope. I think, again, because you reiterated the name, everyone knows exactly who I'm talking about. <laughs> and that person is pretty much the dead giveaway for who this band is. Unfortunately, Yunchi's face here, guys, he looks like he has no clue. <laughs> and so the Duchess <laughs> is the alias of that musician, right? Yes, it's an alias. Okay, I thought someone from the Royal family it's actually a name of her album that did was really successful okay so all right that was a dead giveaway but we're gonna move on to fact number five and this is again according to biography.com the lead member of this group has expanded his career into acting and he appeared in the 2009 blockbuster x-men origins with wolverine okay he was he's also been featured in american idol and the x factor and has served as a coach on the voice uk and the voice australia i've seen the the wolverine movie and i absolutely love that one it was pretty cool and i know exactly which role that he was he was this character that could move really 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 fast, fast. yeah silver i think that's the name of the character <laughs> silver <laughs> no. no no all right let's let's move on a little bit more now their style as i mentioned before is very explosive and a lot of people love to, to vibe with it but it has its share of controversy as well despite its popularity and mainstream success including winning best hip-hop video at the 2006 mtv music awards their song my humps was largely criticized for its poor lyrics and lack of respect for women. The Seattle Times argued that the song has been denounced for setting feminism back 40 years, while Rolling Stone called it an irresistible but stupid ode to the lead singer's body. Okay? Mm. So, yeah, the song Humps, the lead vocalist is singing and she uses the word humps and it's objectifying, really, or signifying parts of the female's body. 
right? And that's what the whole song is about. And I could see how some people would get really upset about it. Okay. <laughs> TJ's description was really subtle there. I'm still trying to picture which part of the women's body is that. And yeah, I'm not, I'm not going there. Not on this show. <laughs> We're going to move on to the next song. Which was also a bit controversial, and this song was titled "Let's Get Retarded." Let's get retarded. Yes. The first three letters, I was almost gonna guess one group. <laughs> Let's get something right,、uh, but it's retarded, and not the other word I was hoping for. So obviously, with this title, it was edited out because many people found its usage to be offensive and making the song unsuitable for play at some radio stations and some sports games until it was censored. So the name was changed to "Let's Get It Started," and that's、mm. where everything got better. <laughs> yeah. If you are here, then you can see. Yeah. Yuji's face just lit up, guys. He was like, "Oh."、Yeah. Oh, Thanks、yeah. for TJ. So, retarded is a term used on the West Coast in in the U.S. that means go crazy on the dance floor. It's synonymous with going wild. Okay, it's a colloquial meaning for for being very carefree and having a good time. And sometimes it can indicate that you're intoxic, you know, that you're drunk as well.、Uh, but the, this word retarded isn't offensive to people who you know, have like physical disabilities, physical mental disabilities, and may see it as a put down for these you know、yeah. these individuals. But in the first line, Line of that song, it does say, you know, in this context, there's no disrespect. You know, so <laughs> so he was yeah, trying to、hearing. he was trying to like play that part down. When TJ spoke when TJ spoke that lyrics, I was picturing the the rapping sound in my head of that song as well. <laughs> so that actually brings me to the end of my facts about this group, and of course, all four. Of the major、uh, group members, they all have their unique and interesting stories that maybe、mm. we can pull out later on another episode of Pop Muse. But for now, I'm going to go ahead and turn to Yunchi. And、uh, if you had to guess, and I think he already knows who it is, but go ahead and drop it on us. Who do you think it is? Yeah, I think for people who don't connect with the first few facts, I think the last fact, the name of the song, would be a spoiler <laughs> alert for many ones who don't even know the name of this band, but they will still have heard about、mm. this song. Before, yeah, yeah, and it goes like, a, "Let's get it started." <laughs> and the bait is running, 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 yeah, yeah. It's obviously Black Eyed Peas. There it is. All right. Well, I don't think we need to wait for the judges on this. So, the Black Eyed Peas, which consists of Fergie Ferg, Will I Am, Alan Pineda, and Taboo. This foursome has sold over 76 million albums worldwide and earned six Grammy awards. They released albums including Ella Funk, which is one of my personal favorites, Monkey Business, The End, The Beginning, and Translation. The Peas were ranked 12th on Billboard's Decade in Chart Artist of the Decade and seventh in the Hot 100 Artists of the Decade as well. And I got a couple of tracks that I would love to play from these musicians. Some of them that you've probably already heard at some point in your life. So today, I'm going to share what we mentioned earlier. <laughs> Let's get it started. Followed by Pump It. Check it out. Let's get it started in here. And the bass keeps running, running, and 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 running, running. Context. There's no disrespect, so when I bust my rhyme, you break your necks. We got five minutes for us to disconnect from all intellect and let the rhythm affect. 
lose our inhibition. Follow your intuition. Free your inner soul and break away from tradition. Cause when we be out, girl, it's pulling me out. You wouldn't believe how we wow shit out. We burn it till it's burned out. Turn it till it's turned out. Act up from Northwest East side. Everybody, everybody, let's get into it. Get stoked. Get it started. Get it started. Get it started. Let's get it started. Let's get it started. A body and soul Don't move too fast People just take it slow Don't get ahead Just jump into it Y'all hear about it The P's will do it Get started Get stupid Don't worry about it People will walk you through it Step by step Like an infant new kid Inch by inch With a new solution Transmit hits With no delusion The feeling's irresistible And that's how we move in Everybody Everybody Let's get into it Get stupid Get started Get started Get started Fresh, G-E-F, that's right, we devil. 
be definite. BEP, we reppin' it. So, turn it up. Pump it by the Black Eyed Peas. Oh, now that you mentioned it, I think it's a quite smart wordplay to change "retarded" to "started." Might be a little bit disrespectful and offensive to certain people. Of course, of course, and I think that's why you know that had to go down. And as a result, that song was featured one of their biggest singles and featured on a lot of promos and a lot of different things. So, yeah. Hot song, hot artist, hot group, and I look forward to more music from him in the future. So, Yun Chi, who you got for us today? This musician, he's famously for producing soul and R&B music. Okay, it's a shame that most Chinese people know him by his covers of the ballad songs. <laughs> So, okay. Yeah, he's quite famous for kind of readapting some ballads in with a soul and R&B taste of into it. Okay. Okay. Sounds like a little bit like David Tao, but okay. All right. Let's keep going. 
That's a really good guess because when he first started his music career in Hong Kong, the company was trying to promote him as the Hong Kong David Tao. Oh man, here they go again. <laughs> Comparisons. Yeah, TJ is on point today. <laughs> yes, sir. I'm doing my homework. Right. Let's start with fact number one, and this is according to a famous Chinese TV show called The University. All right. This musician was born in Hawaii. His father. Oh, he's American. Okay. Right. His father is a hotel manager. His mother studied an English training center in Shanghai, and his grandmother was the first generation of Chinese actresses in the states. Mm, wow. Yeah. Wow. So his his parents are also from the states too. Yeah. His father. His mom teaches English. Was in born、Shanghai. in San Francisco. Okay. Yeah. All right. But later moved to Hawaii. But because of his parents' work, he was frequently moving with his family from first from Hawaii to Shanghai, and then Guangzhou, and later Hong Kong.、Mm. And during this time, he was taking American correspondence lessons before college. American correspondence lessons. I wonder what that entails. Yeah. It's like. Teaching by letters. By letters. So instead of attending physical classes, you stay home、mm-hmm. and maybe submit your papers or stuff via sending letters. Okay, so he he was homeschooled then. Okay. Yeah, I、uh, didn't know there's such an easy word to describe <laughs> it. Yeah, he was homeschooled, but with the American education system. Okay, so then yeah, they, I guess before the computers got involved, it was just whole, old school. So when he had, when he did some work, he had to write it out by hand and then send right, it in. Right. Good point. Thanks. To technology, yeah, yeah, okay.、Uh, that's what's up. So, so his music interest was inspired at age four when he saw the biographical movie. See,、La、see,、Bamba. yeah, see, music in his blood at four years old. See, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It <laughs> it's not just a black thing. <laughs> it does run. It does run in the Chinese in the Chinese family、uh-huh. as well. So he saw this biographical movie, La Bamba. La Bamba. Okay. Oh, you yeah, know this one? Yes, of course. That was one of the first.、Uh, Um, I guess Latino or Mexican、uh, musicians in、yeah. the in the states.、Uh, Richie、uh, Richie Valens. Yeah, Valens? Rich, Richie Valens. Yeah, right. And that movie greatly influenced this musician to become. A musician. <laughs> nice. Okay. Yeah, it was a bit sad at the end. I mean, this guy he、uh, he passed away before he actually became a huge success. It was like right at the peak of his career he passed away. So at the end of the movie, you're kind of left feeling a bit sad. But it's、mm. you know that those sad movies have a way of inspiring people. Yeah, you know I, I guess that what he picked up from the movie. Yeah, yeah. So he self-taught most instruments to himself. Fifteen years old guitar, eighteen years old piano,、mm. and his favorite music styles are mainly. Black music from the fifties and seventies, namely blues. Not the sixties, huh? Just fifties and seventies.、Uh, <laughs> he, he skipped the decade. Between,、huh? <laughs> exactly, between fifties and seventies.、Right. Yeah. So, I mean, you mentioned his influences. So, which、uh, artists stood out to him, or which ones influenced him the most? Yeah, funny that you mentioned. So, his idol musicians include. Well, ones that I know:、uh, Stevie Wonder, Michael、okay. Jackson, Eric Clapton, John Mayer, and some that I don't really know, <laughs> such、Marvin、as Gaye. Marvin Gaye, yeah, that's、uh, the sixties, seventies. Earth,、right? Wind and Fire. Earth, Wind and Fire. Brian McKnight. Brian McKnight. He's a little bit more contemporary in eighties,、mm. nineties. And the last one, Music Soulchild. Music Soulchild. Music Soulchild. Yes, that's 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 a Philly native right there. I, he's a big favorite of mine. 
I so love his music. These are some big names between the 50s and 70s in soul uh, music. No, actually, music soul child was became Still. famous in the in the 90s. So he's very okay. contemporary. Uh, okay, so it's not during that time. <laughs> But he was influenced by soul, yeah, R and B, soul and R and B. Right, right, right. Okay. Now let's move on to fact number two. This is according to Douban and Bilibili. It's two Chinese websites, okay, books and、uh, videos. All right. He started sending his demos to companies after high school. So Warner Music Hong Kong was interested, but because of his young age and some leadership change,、mm-hmm. so it took five years before they reached a deal. Five years. That's a long time to wait. Yeah, and during that period, he was making use of that empty time, and he actually. Actually composed nearly a hundred songs for the textbooks of his mother's English training center. <laughs> wow! So people were singing his songs at the school. Yeah,、huh? English songs. He was. <laughs> he also voiced for the textbook. Wow, that, that's a beautiful thing, man. I mean, I wasn't able to compose any music when I was teaching English, but I would. But so- I guess you were <laughs> trying to teach some English songs, right? I found songs that I liked, and I had them sing the songs. Would you was- name one from your list? Uh, there was、um, uh, "Sunday Morning" by Maroon Five. Oh, right. There was、uh, the the I mean, just easy songs that they could follow,、uh, like、yeah. the Beatles. I will. You know,、mm. just really simple lyrics. Justin Bieber,、uh, Baby, these kinds、yeah. of things. You know, so but it's just fun to sing it with them in the classroom, and if they see that they're enjoying it, yeah, I guess just... the artworks, movies, TV shows,、yeah. music—they make very good materials for、right. the English learners. So this musician, as I told you, even though his music career started in Hong Kong, he actually never sings music in Cantonese. Okay. Yeah, because he wants to sing in languages that he's most familiar with, and. He doesn't speak Cantonese as a native language, so he he produces music in English and Mandarin. Okay, well, yeah, he said he was in Guangzhou and um and, and then Hong Kong. Well, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, he's American; he speaks English, so I can、yeah. understand. And his vocal style is mostly known for riffs and runs, which riffs and runs, which is quite a common technique in soul and R and B music. Okay, I'm, I'm not studying here. Kind of like the sliding <laughs> on the notes, right? <laughs> well, I didn't quite get that. Could you do that one more time? <laughs> Did I sound like I had some like a、uh, stroke? I don't know what was going on, but it was pretty funny. So it's kind of like when you are seeing the music, you don't hit the full note, kind of、mm. hitting the half note. Okay. So let's take Amazing Grace. Some people have seen it with the R&B taste of it.、Uh-huh. Then it's gonna sound like Amazing Grace. <laughs> I don't think I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> that that was not a good example. So he just puts a lot of soul in his singing, right? So that yeah, I I I kind of understand what you're saying. It's not you don't just sing the song. You you sing it, but you you have a little bit of a, a little bit of trilling note sliding. I think that's what they call it. Okay, all right. I'm not familiar with the official term, but I think I know what you're trying to say. <laughs> that's right. Now let's move on to the next fact, and this is according to. Peta Asia. Oh, these guys again! <laughs> is this the animal rights group? Yeah, they keep coming to our show. <laughs> I know. It seems like these. Yeah, always... we are not in partnership with this group. We are not in、we、partnership not. with Peta guys. But if any staff from this group heard our show, we will consider some sponsorship. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. We definitely won't turn them down. Because this musician, he started a vegetarian diet as a kid, and 
he was also twice awarded Asia's sexiest vegetarian man. Uh, how many? How many? Asia. How many guys have they given this? I think this happens like every yeah, every we had year. Wang in the past. Yes, the, most, the, the sexiest women. She's on that lineup, and I think recently there was a uh, a, a Bollywood actor. I think he's like one of the sexiest Asian vegetarians. But it's funny that they could give name as just the best vegetarian or the vegetarian with the most contributions but they have to use the word sexist yeah but as a vegetarian tj do you find other vegetarians sexier than people who eat meat honestly my mind hasn't gone there i, I don't even think about it in yeah that so way. <laughs> it's just weird to me why they, they are trying to use this word sexy to describe a vegetarian I, I don't know but anyway so this guy won this award how many times twice twice wow. yeah twice okay. and he also encourages people to minimize the intake of dairy products because mm. he believes with his vegetarian diet mm-hmm. he rarely gets sick so he's encouraging other people to follow suit yeah yeah I, I feel him on that I, I'm, I'm also on this path too but I, I guess I'm just mad because I don't have a nomination from PETA well if and I've been doing this for if, the past few years if you become famous for, with this show <laughs> we'll be looking forward to uh, that would be a pretty cool TJ joke right the, the sexiest man that would be a pretty good joke if I, if I ever got this title guys I think you need that's going to be TJ's bio on his Facebook account. <laughs> I'm trash talking it now, but if I ever got it, it would be being my tombstone when I pass away. <laughs> <laughs> Engraved on TJ's tomb. Okay, now let's move on to the next fact. This is according to South China Morning Post. Okay. In 2017, this musician added another title to his creative portfolio, children's author. Remember, he was creating music for his mom's training center, oh, yeah, right? Yeah, he was making everyone sing his songs, right? Yeah, and in for this time, he launched three books in his bilingual graphic novel series. It's called Amy the Dreamcatcher. Okay. Yeah, because he has always been a big fan of American children's television programs uh, like Sesame Street, Sesame Street, Mr. Rogers, <laughs> and he thinks these shows they have a very good balance of of both being entertaining and uh, being informative. Yeah, yeah. I think he's smart too because ed- you know education is where the money's at. I mean, there's a lot of money in it. <laughs> And if you write books and you're, you're a big, you're a big name from a business perspective, hey again, man, right. I mean that's I'm sure these guys it's are the, always about economy, right? <laughs> of course. So his book is a story about this girl, a Chinese girl, Amy, who goes on adventures with whimsical creatures in her dreams. Okay, kind of sounds like Alice the Wonderland, the, ra- <laughs> the 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 rabbit hole. Yeah, yeah, Alice in Wonderland. But I mean that the origin of that story is a little bit controversial. But yes, it's a really um, um, yeah. sounds, I, I, can, I can see the, uh, the similarities there. And for this franchise, he also wrote a bilingual theme song for the books. Uh, he was combining rhythm and blues, soul, and Chinese melodies. And it's funny that Amy is actually the name of his niece. So his cousin adopted a child from China. And so he has a lot of respect and admiration for people who are opting for adoption. Mm, Okay. Yeah, I think that's a very good application of music to combine music with children's books, children's music. Yeah. And it's always good to have that kind of good inspirational and good energy in your music rather than the hateful ones. Again, my mind goes economic. Again, (laughs) I think if these kids fall in love with you at a young age, you 
got well, when they a grow lifelong up, customer. Grow up, right? That's right. They're going to love your music for a, a lifetime. So I think it's it's brilliant. It's genius, actually. So I, I just, I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm sure that's probably not his intention. But yeah, it sounds like uh, Mavi's fan. She was on the right track because he, she studied it as like she was trapped <laughs> in the children's music genre. Well, her situation is a little bit different because I think yeah. once she changes her style, the kids yeah. made like people got mad. Probably she didn't do it willingly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this guy, he seems like he's got a, a pretty decent plan. When those kids grow up, they're gonna love him and his music, and uh, it's, it's a it's a win win for him. Exactly. Pretty smart. Using Disney tactics, man. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> All right. Last fact, and this is according to the news lens. So this musician, he is a believer in the Baha'i faith. Okay, it's a religion teaching the essential worth of all religions and the unity and equality of all people. And his Mandarin name actually somehow came from Baha'i's faith. Wow! All right, so his parents might be involved in that a little bit. Yes, I actually don't know about that. But this musician, he hasn't been smoking nor drinking. He has zero gossip, and he always writes very zero positive gossip. Music. Come on, man! Everybody, everybody's got some gossip, at least a little bit. Come on. Maybe I wasn't trying hard enough. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it didn't look hard enough, Yunji. And he always puts the doctrines from the religion into his albums. Uh-huh. So if you buy the physical albums, you can find the quotes from the religion written all over the album. So, like for the first album, Soul Boy. For the al- Soul Boy, huh? Right. There was this quote writing in the album: "The world." Is but one country and mankind its citizens. I mean, he sounds like he's an idealist, which is you know right up my alley. I think.、Um, I think that's the point of that religion.、Mm, what is yeah ideal? Bring the world like as a com a commonwealth for yeah, everybody, a, a community where everyone sees each other as one tribe, as opposed to different nations and this kind of thing. So yeah, that's right. That, that's really interesting thought process, and to put it in his music,、um, TJ might still be one. Wondering if is there any gossip of this guy? <laughs> yeah, man, I'm, I'm I'm trying to find something. Yeah, you couldn't find no dirt on this guy at all. <laughs> yeah, I'll try harder. Okay, let's do another episode on this guy some other time. Okay, TJ. So this is the end of all the facts. Okay, so earlier you mentioned. So let's just do a quick recap about this guy. You、sure. mentioned that he's a、uh, an R and B soul soul kind of kind of singer. He's influenced by you said MJ. Right and uh, well, Marvin Gaye, Stevie Wonder, and、uh, some you said music soul child, and that to me rings a little bit of a bell because not too many artists are aware of this guy.、Mm. You know, he's kind of a、uh, a, so he, a national he, favorite. He has a unique taste. He has a unique taste, and the, and I'm really interested to hear this musician of yours if he can kind of hit the same、uh, if he has that same same vibe, same vibe,、There's、same vocal in range. The music industry. So, ah,、uh, man. And earlier you mentioned something about Alice in Wonderland, and <laughs> it's, a, it's a different franchise, though. Yeah, it's right, yeah, right. Amy, it's Amy the Dreamcatcher. Yeah, but I'm thinking there's this guy that、uh, sang a couple of songs. One of them was called "Love at," 
and this one had that music soul child kind of feel mm. to it, but I'm not sure. Okay. And you mentioned he's an American. Right. So I think that's a big clue. <laughs> and I, 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 if this is the guy, then I'm thinking that his name is also a bit unique. It's not like most Chinese names. It sounds very, well, honestly, it sounds quite Muslim. Mm. But uh, I'm going to run with uh, Khalil Fong. Oh, okay. What did the judges say? <laughs> That's right, TJ. Uh, wow. I didn't expect you would know this musician. Yeah, his name was uh, a bit unique. Khalil, Khalil is... Khalil uh, Fong, yeah. For the, for the Chinese listeners out there with a lost face, so his Mandarin name is Fang Da Tong. Okay. So, so okay. Da Tong is like uh, the whole world in a common place or in the same place. So Khalil that, means um, close friend. So both his English name and Chinese name have a bit of a religious background. Mm, yeah. I guess you could say that. That. Yeah, so Khalil Fong or Fang Da Tong or in Cantonese Fong Dai Tong <laughs> is a Hong Kong based American singer songwriter and uh, producer. So most people actually know him by his covers. Mm. So he has done a very successful cover of the song If I had to live a life without you near me, oh. my days would all be empty. <laughs> My life will be so long, right? Yeah, I've heard that song. It's gonna change my love for Nothing's you. Nothing's gonna change my love for you. Okay, okay, right, okay. Yeah, that's yeah. the one. I was like, what's the chorus? <laughs> yeah. So he's, he has done a very successful cover of this song, and he also tried to readapt a very classical Chinese ballad, Red Bean, which was sung by... Fei Wong. Yeah, we talked yeah, about that before. Love sickness bean, right? Yeah, he was trying to bring the soulful R&B taste into this music as well. Yeah, did yeah. it work out or not? It was a pretty successful cover. So today, okay. I'm going to show you, of course, the first one. My favorite is actually how I knew this song. <laughs> Nothing's going to change my love for you. Okay. The cover version of uh, Khalil Fong. And that will be followed by a Mandarin song, This Love. I, I, I. I, 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 I. That means love, love, love. Love, right? love, love. But, but yeah, he has an official <laughs> translation for this song, which is this love. Oh, yeah, but love, love. It sounds, sounds like a pretty good name, too. Yeah, I suppose. Triple love. And I'm looking forward to hearing it. But before we get to that, Yun Chi, let's go ahead and call it for this episode. Thank you all so much for joining us for another episode of Pop Muse. And be sure to join us next time for another trivia. I'm TJ Reed. And it's Inchi here. Make sure to stay here for Kaleo's cool <laughs> songs. Take it easy, folks. We'll see you next time. Peace. Peace. If I had to live my life without you near me, the days would all would seem so long when you I see forever oh so clearly I might have been in love before but it never felt this strong our dreams are young and we won't know they'll take us to where we want to go Change my love for you. You ought to know by now.
人家的爱更像叫爱，你喊出来，我静下来，都为了爱，爱，爱有一天分开，此海尝不到爱，花不开，手不白，还是更畅快，爱还是会期待，还是觉得孤单才失败。不起满街口袋的品牌，你们起来，我傻起来，可以爱。会不会整个时代只有一个告白？追不爱而不存在，不明不白，不分好歹，都为了爱，爱，爱有一天分开，此海尝不到爱。不开，说不白，还是更畅快。爱还是会期待，还是觉得孤单才是。